A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website, gilmores.ie, to see the amazing 222 range of Mercedes-Benz cars or our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt, the best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Sinead Brazel on LMFM. Off this Wednesday morning, this is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good morning. Hope you're doing well. You can get in touch with me on 086 1800 658. Now, and I'd be interested in your opinion on this because I think this has divided people. And it is, what I'm talking about is uh, the calories on menus. Now, this is, oh, it's going back, I think, since about 2015. And the government were introducing this to restaurants that they had to have the calories listed on their menus, on takeaway menus and cafes, that kind of thing. And there was a big kickback from this, from restaurants around the country. They weren't happy about it. And it was all part of, you know, something that was going to be uh, put into place, I think, by 2019. And it was in a bid to tackle obesity by the government. But recently, this has been scrapped now completely. And um, I'm wondering what your take is on this. Like, I've mixed, pay, pay attention to it. You know, if it's, if it's there, it's there. You know, I, but I don't go, oh, I'm not going to have that because it has so many calories in it. I am one of these people that if I'm going out for a meal... Um, and you know I don't do it very often you know it's a rarity I want to enjoy myself I want to enjoy myself I'm not looking at the calories going oh I won't have that it's laced with you know so many calories I don't it does it kind of would put me off I think but I don't go out very often there are people who might go out every week and maybe that's kind of more geared to them wondering yes or no it's a yes or no poll this morning on 86 658 yes you would like to see calories on menus no you wouldn't, is what we're looking for. 86 658 We are going to be chatting about this with uh, Lauren O'Reilly. She is a nutritionist with over 12 years experience and she's going to talk about the consequences of the government scrapping the calories listings on, on uh, menus in restaurants around the, the country. And she's going to have tips as well, though, for us to kind of you know, make healthier choices, make better choices when we're out, particularly for people who are going out maybe every single week uh, to a restaurant. Not like me, who's kind of a rare thing, you know, like maybe for somebody's birthday, that sort of thing. And I'm kind of throwing caution to the wind, which isn't necessarily a good thing, I know. So I'm wondering, what's your views on this? Are you somebody that would like to see calories on menu? If you are, say yes on 86 658 are you in the other camp? Would you not like to see them? Uh, 086 658 We will touch into as well this whole idea of people who might be recovering from an eating disorder. Seeing calories on a menu might be a bit triggering as well. So we're going to talk about all of that as well. So please join the conversation. 086 658 
Hey, Portugal the man, feel it still on LMFM's 11 to 1. I'm seeing a good few yeses and noes coming in on our main topic, which is calories being listed on restaurant menus. Are you for or against it? Well, it seems the government's not going to you know, implement it forcefully now at this stage. We are going to be talking about this with a nutritionist very shortly. And this is a good point now coming in on 086-1800-658. And I think a lot of people will feel like this message is coming in from uh, James, I think. Yes, James, Indrada, yes, it should be shown on menus, Sinead. Unlike you, we all don't have the same body composition. Some of us can look just look at food and we've put weight on. So we're always constantly watching and worrying. Oh, James, let me be under no, let us be under no illusion. I kind of fall into the same camp as you looking at the food. Yes, yes. It's just that 90% of the time. Okay, 85% of the time I am, you know, as healthy as I possibly can be. You know, I I do kind of try and kind of eat healthily. But when on a rare occasion I go out, I'm kind of going, ah, listen, just forget about calories. But I see completely where you're coming from. Uh, Somebody else on uh, WhatsApp. um, No, I don't go out for a lot uh, for meals. But when I do, I want to enjoy the meal. So I don't want to see the calories. So this is what we're asking you. Please do get in touch on 086-1800-658. Now, I just want to remind people that the Drogheda and District Chamber first business networking lunch in over two years is going to take place live and in person on Friday, June 24th in the Monaster Boys Inn from 1 to 4. Ah, and guest speaker is none other than actor Simon Delaney. What a great guest speaker. So for more information or to book your place, you can contact Brenda. So she's Brenda at drawdachamber.ie or you can check out drawdachamber.ie. So that's happening June 24th in the Monaster Boys Inn from 1 to 4pm and you email there to register with Brenda. Going to take a quick break and after that I have details of a great competition that I'm running for the rest of the week. How would you like to go to a concert an actual concert. You could see Gabrielle, you could see the Blizzards, you can see Black Eyed Peas. I'm going to give you the details of that just after these. 11 to 1. It is competition time on 11 to 1 and global megastars the Black Eyed Peas are back. They are performing in Galway for summer 2022 as they launch their 40-date European tour. So they're going to kick off the summer of music in Galway's Pier Stadium and uh, that's in June, okay? So it's happening. Uh, They haven't been performing over this neck of the woods uh, in over 11 years. So this is going to be really, really exciting. As well as that, Gabrielle, one of Britain's outstanding female artists over the past 30 years is going to be supporting alongside the multi-award winning group the Blizzards and D Matrona okay so this is going to be a really amazing gig not to be missed okay ticketmaster.ie is where you'll get all of the details on it okay I have a pair of tickets up for grabs for the Black Eyed Peas in Galway in Pier Stadium with all of those support acts and I want to give you a pair of tickets on the show today all you have to do this is a fairly iconic song, okay, by the Black Eyed Peas. I want to tell I want you to tell me the name of this song, please. Fairly iconic. You know what it is. That's all I'm going to play of it. What is the name of that song, please? Send in your answers and your details to 086 1800 658. 
There's Niall Horan and Anne-Marie our song on LMFM's 11 to 1 lots of you getting the song right that I just played for the Black Eyed Peas that concert's on the 4th of June in Pierce Stadium in Galway okay so just so people know that this is in Galway not Dublin okay but it's going to be a heck of a show if you'd like to go along do keep your answers coming in on 086-1800-658 back to talking about our calorie count in restaurant meals Mark and Kells thank you so much for getting in touch he says Hi Sinead I can see one major flaw in putting calorie counts on restaurant meals. There would have to be a lot of guesswork involved because each portion would have to be weighed. Also from working for a while in a restaurant kitchen I know the cooks do a lot of tasting and adjusting as the meal is prepared which could not be calibrated. This is part of it you see this is part of why um, those in the restaurant business are not on board with this and hadn't been on board with this up until it being shelved altogether because this idea of you know they're so busy as it is and then they're going to have to try and you know calculate calories on a menu that's one aspect of it as you're rightly saying Mark there's a lot of guesswork involved they're tasting as they go they're going to be fluffing what the calorie con it's going to be a rough estimation really it's not going to be very exact you know Uh, so uh, that's a very important point do keep those coming in we're going to be chatting about this with nutritionist Lauren O'Reilly very very shortly but first have we time to squeeze this in ah we do there's Thin Lizzy boys are back in town We are talking about calorie counting. We are talking about the fact that uh, the government has now shelved the calorie content displayed on restaurant menus. Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think that it shouldn't be, you know, shelved? Or do you think that it should be, uh, you know, that we should have uh, calories on the on the list? Yes or no, basically, is what we're asking you with all this. 086-1800-658. We're going to be chatting to Lauren O'Reilly. She's a nutritionist, nutritionist even. She's got 12 years experience helping people achieve optimum health through nutritional consultation, personalised diet plans, health promotion and education. And she has a lot to say about this. We'll join her after these. 11 to 1. Recently, government announced that they were shelving the calorie content displayed on restaurant menus. Now, this calorie display was part of the 2019 National Obesity Action Plan that was welcomed by nutritionists at the time uh, all over the country. However, now these nutritionists are concerned because this move can have a lot of negative consequences. We're going to be joined now on the line by Lauren O'Reilly. She has over 12 years experience helping people achieve optimum health through nutritional consultation, personalised diet plans, health promotion and education and she's a lot to say on this. She joins us on the line. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Now we have a little poll going here just to kind of bring you into the loop, Lauren, at the moment on 086-1800-658 just asking listeners' opinions on this idea, you know, do they think the calories should be displayed or not? And there's mixed reaction uh, from people which we'll get to and do keep those messages coming in. But this debate as to whether or not to list calories on the menus in restaurants is going around, I think, since 2015. So can you bring us up to speed on this? Because government wanted to Introduced the calorie listing, but now they've shelved that. I know it, it is a bit concerning that they have shelved it as, as it was a kind of a fundamental step as part of the obesity action plan. Um, I suppose there were concerns from potentially the restaurant industry uh, and groups representing people with eating disorders there as well. Um, and I suppose some of the barriers in terms of research into 
implementing something like this might be kind of lack of monitoring enforcement, maybe inconsistent portion sizes within the restaurants and that sort of thing as well. Uh, lack of training, maybe in terms of feasibility and cost and that sort of thing as well. But um, there are ways and means of getting around this. And we, I suppose we have to keep our eye on the prize in terms of the obesity epidemic that mm. we do have in our country uh, and the, the real need to do something about this. So from, um, from from your perspective then, you know, as a nutritionist, what are the benefits of having calories listed on menus then? There are a huge number of benefits. I mean, for example, okay, one of the concerns is that, you know, not all calories are equal mm. um, and that people mightn't understand the true meaning of calories. But look, at the end of the day, if we take in excess calories, then our nutritional requirement requires, um, then we will inevitably gain weight. For example, it's as simple as if we take in 500 calories more over our nutritional requirement per day, that's an equivalent to a two pound a week weight gain. Oh, wow. Just maybe mention that again there for us, Lauren, just to hit hit that point home. So, For example, we we all have our own nutritional requirements. Uh, If we go in excess of as much as 500, which is actually quite small in the grand scheme of things, per day on top of our our nutritional requirement, excess of our nutritional requirement, that is the equivalent to a two pound a week weight loss. That can easily creep on. Yes, it really can. For example, some restaurants are choosing to do the coffee, like voluntarily at the moment. Um, And um, an American, black Americano mm-hmm. is 10 to 15 calories, where a latte is 190. Oh, God. And that's just, that's just coffee. So if you, if, you, if you put that in the scheme of putting it on actual meals themselves, you can think about how impactful that can be. But in terms of, you know, at the end of the day, um, people should be free to choose. By providing that information on the menus for people, it, it's informed choice at the end of the day. It's not always obvious. Um, that meals are healthy or unhealthy. And at least by being transparent, uh, it empowers the customer to make an educated choice in terms of their foods, uh, both for themselves and for their children then as well. Yeah, and I, I, I agree completely with what you're saying. Uh, but something I did mention at the start of the show was, you know, I don't go out to eat very often, Lauren, and I want to kind of, you know, enjoy myself. Now, normally, let's say 85% of the time, uh, I make healthy choices at home. But if I sit down and see a menu counting up calories I'm going to consume, it's going to put me off going out to eat. You know, it's supposed to be a treat. I'm supposed to kind of be going, I want to indulge a little bit here. Now, I understand completely for those that eat out more regularly, but for the likes of myself, I'm going, Ah, no, that's a turn-off. This is my idea. Um, But I was thinking even like if the option of putting a QR code on the menu, um, for example, it's not like totally in your face for people who may have eating disorders or so on. It may be an option, so it's not like glaringly in your face. Um, You could literally scan it and go, like if if someone really wants to know, if they're really health conscious or if they're interested in, you know, potentially wondering, is this a healthy meal or is it? You know, at least it empowers them then to be able to do so as well. Like I'm a nutritionist and I, I know I know many calories and I'm often, occasionally <laughs> I will treat myself to a muffin. But I know that, okay, I might have to go for a, a walk or a run after to work it off. Yes. But that's your choice sort of thing there as well. So it's, it's, it's informed choice at the end, end, end of the day then as well. 
I love that um, QR code idea. I do love that idea. And as you said, and we've rightly brought this up as well, because, uh, you know, um, a lot of people who might be in recovery for an eating disorder, maybe they've had one or they're going through that, you know, calorie counting can be kind of triggering. So seeing the calories there can, can have problems. And I understand that. So, you know, your solution of this QR code kind of, you know, would help in that situation as well. Now, you mm. know, in terms of we, we touched on this, you know, you're seeing this all the time in your line of work. How mm. bad? is the you know we talk about obesity and we talk about it being a huge problem and we almost say it without much feeling let's be honest uh, definitely from the, the layman's perspective as opposed to yourself uh, Lauren so how serious is this you're seeing this all the time I am I, I'm seeing it in kind of both adults and in children then as well and it is it is a delicate topic especially when it comes to children I've got parents coming to me going look my child's obese how do I address how, how do I address this with them you know, you're empowering both the parents and you're empowering the children then as well, you know. Um, and it is, I suppose, once the, w- the weight is on. But in terms of the, like parental education, mm. if a parent tends to eat better, their children tend to eat better as well. Yeah. It's, it's, and I think it's, we have the right to understand what we're consuming at the end of the day. Um, from a feasibility point of view from restaurants, people might go, oh God, I'll be an, an extra chore that I have to do. Um, but back in, back in 2014, the Food Safety Authority of, all, of Ireland brought in new legislation that all restaurants have to put the allergens on their menu. Yes, okay. which is be, uh, really beneficial for the likes of myself, who's a celiac, Lauren. And let me yeah. tell you, that's another minefield we could go into. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. It is. And, but as part of that, the Food Safety Authority of Ireland uh, created a free app which I, it's free for everyone to use. Okay. Um, and it's, it's called MenuCal. And as part of MenuCal, they, they calculate out the allergens as per their food. If they put in the food quantities in their menu, there is another option there to tick a box on MenuCal to work out the calories. Okay. Very simple. Very simple. Free, easy to use. Anyone, any person in the restaurant industry or catering industry can use it. From a feasibility point of view, very simple. You know, you don't even really need training to use it. So from a practicality point of view, it's you have to do your allergens anyway. Yes. So why not take the box and put the calories on? OK, so now, this, this, that shuts down that argument about, you know, it being time consuming, you know, all these other th- things that they've suggested in terms of why they're not doing it. I, you know, I, I, I understand that completely. Now, you know, for people who are going out, because there are, we like to eat out in, in Ireland. We do like to do this. And a lot of people go out, maybe um, they might go out once a week at least. So, mm-hmm. you know, what can we be doing then to make more healthier choices in, in, in restaurants then, Lauren? You know, so again, it mightn't always be obvious if, if foods are healthy or unhealthy, but even the littlest changes, the smallest changes can make a huge impact. So, for example, instead of chips, asking for your vegetables or boiled rice instead of fried rice, um, maybe avoiding having the bread as a starter uh, and maybe not having, if, look, if you are occasionally only going out for meals, maybe have a starter and a main. Yeah. And a main or have your main and see if you can fit the dessert. Yes. In another kind of way rather than try to squeeze everything in because it's you know, we end up kind of easily taking in those additional calories without realising to do and, so. And we're well. like rolling out of the restaurant with, you know, buttons open and everything else. 
No. when this happens and as you said there the bread or oh, the bread's a killer when they put yeah, that down yeah. in front of you at the start it's like you know the, oh god it can be it can be um, very difficult to resist the bread absolutely now another thing mm. that you mentioned there as well is the, the liquid calories which we don't like to talk about too much and you mentioned yeah. the coffee and that's really got me thinking about the amount of kind of calories that are in coffee but when we're in the restaurants as well you know you've got your wine your beer lots of calories there too there are people really under you can feel stodgy you can feel a full food like a yeah. burger or a meat but liquid calories often go um, underestimated you know um, for example in a small 125 mil glass of wine that could be 90 calories uh, and that's a small glass yeah. <laughs> they usually fill it up to the top there as well you could be consuming 250 300 to 300 calories in a beer for instance um, and then like they all add up and again think of that 500 calories excess at yeah. the end of the day then as well um, you know so the, the liquid calories can be, can be quite deceiving um, even in terms of like orange juice and, and yes. the content of sugar in, sugar in orange in the, juice yeah. um, even a 250 ml carton of orange juice has 6 teaspoons of sugar in it you wow. know so it's okay. little things like that if you're going out and you're having orange juice with your breakfast I'm like there's a lot of sugar in that there um, is a lot so I'm, Going back to even like we can do, I mean, don't be afraid to ask the the restaurant to adapt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's often a good idea not to arrive hungry. Yes, as well. So have a little snack um, beforehand if there's a little time time gap between you getting to the restaurant and you having your meal, um, so that you're not arriving starving and kind of delving into the breads then as well and. Don't never be afraid to ask for an adaptation. Ask for the sauce on the side. Ask for boiled rice. Ask for potatoes instead of chips and that sort of thing as well. Yeah, because you know? we've got, as Irish people, we don't like to put people out, do we? Oh, we don't like to make a fuss. So it's kind of like, you know, you're paying, you're the paying customer, paying for something. You know, don't be, as you say, don't be afraid to ask them to change little things. They will do it for you. They will. And, th- and often they're happy to as well. They'll probably have some veggies sitting in the kitchen ready for you. Yes. <laughs> ready to go. Exactly. Exactly. Lauren, thank you so, so much for all of that information. If people want to find out more about you, you have a website, yes? I do. It's nutritionbylauren.ie. Nutritionbylauren.ie. Thank you so, so much for all of that information. Thank you. Pleasure Thank, talking to you. Thanks a million. Lauren O'Reilly there. Lots to think about. Lots to think about. You are getting in touch. I will get to some of your messages just after a quick break. 11 to 1. Getting back to some of your messages there in 086-1800-658. What's the name of the app she mentioned about calculating calories? Yes, it's a food safety app called MenuCal. MenuCal is the one for that. Um, another message saying, stop blaming the restaurant industry for obesity. Bad habits come from home. If parents feed children with portions or an adult or if McDonald's is the main food provider, not restaurants, but parents are to be blamed. Bad habits come from home. Yes, but I don't think we should completely attack parents as well. You know, like I think 90% of the time parents are choosing as wisely as they possibly can. But I do understand where you're coming from. You know, if the child sees the adult eating these crazy things, of course, they're going to eat them as well. Or if the food, you know, it's all about portion and balance and everything with regards to that. Thank you so much for all of your messages. Now it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 7 Going back to the year 2018 on this day, the repeal the 8th campaign was successful, making abortion legal in Ireland. And today, I don't know if this is good for the calories, but it's wine day. Sweet or dry, red or white, fizzy or flat, let's raise a glass to one of the most loved and historical al- alcoholic tipples there is.
uh, the sophisticated sassy glass of wine. So there you go. Uh, for centuries and centuries, wine has been a firm favourite of cultures across the world. Wine Day today. Please enjoy Wine Day responsibly. I know what you're like. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's the script. Hall of Fame on LMFM's 11 to 1. Do keep your answers coming in, by the way, for our competition. I have tickets all this week for the rest of the week to Black Eyed Peas, also Gabrielle and the Blizzards. They are performing in the Pierce Stadium in Galway. OK, so we have another chance. I'll play the song again. I will in the second half. News at 12 is approaching. And after that, we're talking Love Island. Never did I think that Maria Macklin, our image consultant, and Love Island would be coming <laughs> in the same sentence. But she's delighted about the approach that they're taking to fans. We're going to find out what that's all about as well. That's all on the way after 12. 11 to 1. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you till 1. That was Katie Perry with Smile kicking off our second hour. We have a lot to smile about on the show today, yes. How would you like to go to a concert to see the Black Eyed Peas? As well as that, you'll also see... Gabrielle, one of Britain's outstanding female artists of the past 30 years. As well as that, the Blizzards are going to be performing as well. This is all part of the Black Eyed Peas. They are launching their 40 uh, 40-date European tour and this is the first time in 11 years that they've been back on the stage in Ireland. They are coming to Pierce Stadium on the 4th of June. So it's a nice uh, bank holiday concert that you could be going to would you like to go along I have a pair of tickets up for grabs today and we're keeping it so simple I'm just asking you to name the title of this pretty iconic Black Eyed Peas song what is the title please of this that's it that's it before it kicks in now because he says it in the first line 086 1800 658 what is the name of that song, please? And you could be going along to the Black Eyed Peas. They're performing in Galway's Pier Stadium on June the 4th. Ticketmaster.ie for all of the details. Going to pick a winner for the tickets towards the end of the show. 086, 086 even, one 658 Now time to check in with the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. With thanks to the LMFM app. Download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go. Hi, I'm Louise. Harry Styles played an intimate gig in Brixton in London last night. It comes ahead of his stadium run this summer. He plays the Aviva on June 22nd. have announced Tom Walker, Lucy Blue and True Tides as their special guests for their gig at Malahide Castle next month. The open air show is happening on the 17th of June. All previously purchased tickets for Codeline's postponed Olympia Theatre 2020 dates are valid for this show. Tones and I headline the National Stadium on the 14th of July. The Aussie singer's hit track Dance Monkey has gone 15 times platinum in this country. She tells us she didn't want to release music on YouTube like other artists. And I think that I built my whole career off 
playing live and I didn't want to release on YouTube or anything because it's just, you can't feel anything. And, and live is everything to me. So like these shows, like that's the only reason I, I make music is so I can come and play these shows. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. <laughs> the Buzz on LMFM. With thanks to the LMFM app. Download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go. I know it's back in our lives, <laughs> whether we like it or not. I know some people are going, ah, oh, for God's sake, she's not talking about that rubbish now that's on television. It is, it's coming back. Love Island. Get ready, people. And here's something that I never thought would be in the same sentence, but our image consultant, Maria Macklin, she is all about Love Island this year. Oh, yeah. She is delighted about a new approach to fashion that the show is adopting. We're going to tell you all about what that's all about very very shortly do not miss it it's going to be a nice chat with Maria that's on the way for you first it's back to the music Phil Collins you can't hurry love on LMFM's 11 to 1 we are going to be joined by our regular contributor image consultant Maria Macklin from House of Colour she is delighted because Love Island is back but they are taking a very different approach to the style and fashion this year we're going to chat to Maria all about this just after these 11 to 1 with Yes, Love Island is set to return to our screens in the next few weeks and image consultant Ria Macklin is delighted. Well, she's delighted because this year the show is taking a very different approach to the fashion featured on the contestants. So Love Island have announced that secondhand clothes will be part of the new series with a shared pre-loved wardrobe being built in for contestants to rummage through. It's a really positive step forward so for so many reasons. And image consultant Maria Macklin from House of Colour is on the line. How are you getting on? Hi, Sinead. You're very funny. Oh, listen, I've never I, seen I, Love Island in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Love Island and Maria Macklin, two things that don't normally go together. <laughs> I can see now you definitely would not be normally a fan of the show, Maria, no. Well, I've never seen it in my life. Seriously, I have no idea. But I, I, I understand the impact it has because an awful lot of people watch it. So, yes, I, I, I know that this is a really big move, but it's a really positive move. Yes. So for the past three years, the fast fashion company I saw at first was sponsoring Love Island. And now they've partnered up with eBay and all of the clothes either on the, on the show either have to be clothes that the contestants already own or that they use, which are, which are going to be created by a stylist who, who's working with eBay to use pre-loved clothes, not new clothes sold on eBay, but pre-loved clothes sold on eBay. Which and those is are going amazing. to be, yeah, which is absolutely amazing. It's a, it's a fabulous because not only did they encourage fast fashion on the show, a lot of the people mm. who did well on the show became brand ambassadors for the likes of Boohoo and Sheen and Misguided. And so, you know, the, the impact didn't stop there. It continued. So this is great news. This is fantastic news. And I, I to be honest, I, when I got the news about this, I was a little bit surprised because as you say, you know, that like so often the contestants are wearing multiple outfits over the day nearly yeah, a lot of the time, yeah, you know, particularly are. if they're doing a challenge or if they're doing a date and then they all dress up that evening. And like you say, it's got fast fashion written all over it. So this is yeah. a massive uh, step forward. So, you know, when we talk about sustainable fashion, 
fashion. What are we talking about? Because it's not just pre-loved clothing, is it? No, it's not. And and it's a huge, I mean, you could talk about it all day and not all sustainable searches will come up with the same response. So really, for me, there are three things and we've used these for years. Reduce, reuse, recycle. So reduce what you buy, reuse it, repeat, repeat, repeat. And when you're finished with the recycle, make it into something else or make it useful for something else. But it's also it also talks about how the clothes are produced, the amount of water they're using, the amount of chemicals they're using, the, the impact on the environment. And it's very hard to produce a sustainable product from finish to finish because you have to consider zips, hardware, buttons, uh, the thread you use, how it's put together. You know, there's an awful lot of there are a lot, lot of pieces in that jigsaw and it's very hard to have something really, truly sustainable. And really, the only really true sustainable way to shop is, is not to shop at all unless <laughs> you're buying clothes that already exist. And so that's where the whole pre-love piece comes in. Yes, and uh, I actually posted on my Instagram recently. I got quite the haul, Maria. You'd be so proud of me. I from did. My I local, know I was proud of you. <laughs> from my local St. Vincent de Paul. Now, I just I must note as well about this, uh, you know, a lot of the things that I picked up, and this was I just noticed afterwards, had the other original label on them. So I people know. had bought them, didn't work for them, and then they donated them. So I, I had, uh, I think I got it something like uh, four or five tops, and I picked up a top that um, I reluctantly gave to my daughter. Did look better on her. So, you know, I I, I can completely see this. So this idea of the dusty, dowdy secondhand shop is a completely a thing of the past, isn't it? Well, we're getting there. For some people, it's it's still not a thing of the past. Some people won't shop in a charity shop. I do, you do. Mm. But there are also people who won't donate their good clothes to a charity shop because they don't feel that those good clothes will be cherished. And so we also have to change that mindset. Those clothes will be cherished. And as long as they're being reused, then they will be cherished by somebody somewhere. And really, you know, while while you may think that fast fashion is about buying the cheapest, it's not. It's about buying clothes that you never wear. So fast fashion is, if, if you have clothes with the label still on, if you've worn your clothes only once, if you buy clothes to feel better, if you buy something new for every occasion, or if you just hobby shop for the thrill of the till, we've talked about that before, yeah. then you are a fast fashion addict because that, that's not sustainable. The clothes aren't doing the job that they were made to do. And as well as adding clutter to our wardrobes, Maria, this has a massive impact on the environment. And I know you have a number of statistics there in terms of what damage fast fashion is actually doing to to our environment. It's the biggest manufacturing industry. It's the third biggest polluter after automotive and technology combined. You know, it's huge. It produces more to climate change than international aviation and shipping. It pollutes water and land. They use pesticides, a huge amount of pesticides to grow cotton and, and other textiles. So, and, and only 1% of clothing waste is recycled. So the majority of it ends up in landfill where it continues to pollute because it doesn't break down. So there's a huge amount of, there's a lot of, of statistics and stuff to take in when you're talking about clothes. Also, the way the workers are treated, you know, yeah. there, there are a huge amount of statistics about that. 93% of brands aren't paying the workers a living wage. Emerging markets take the biggest hit because we've outsourced it to Bangladesh, to Pakistan, to India, to Uganda. And those people don't have a proper life. They don't no. have a proper life. They have no rights. There's a huge amount of abuse that goes on there. So it's, it's, 
you know, it's a dirty industry. It really really is. And so think about it when you're picking up that top for five or ten quid that you're never going to wear. Look at the impact that this is having. Now, a show like Love Island, you know, prior to this, we we definitely would have seen a lot of fast fashion contestants changing clothes a lot. You know, Uh, this now we're going to see a change in this. And hopefully, Maria, because another aspect of this is wearing the same clothes. Shocker. Two days in a row. (laughs) I know. Imagine (laughs) most people buy, you know, most people where they're item only seven times that you wow. know we're, we're wearing things less and less and less we used to have less in our wardrobe so you had to wear it more now it's easy it's disposable we can buy another t-shirt we can wear it once we can throw it away or we can send it back and um, so yes they 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 the mindset of repeat wearing isn't isn't there. It's coming. It's it's better with our older people than our younger people because this is what they've grown up with. They're yeah. used to seeing clothes being thrown away or people putting up a different outfit every time they go onto Instagram or any of the platforms. So it's it's a mindset that we really have to change. And it's amazing when you shop your own wardrobe, actually how many outfits you can make if you have the right clothes in there in the first place. You don't need to have loads and loads. You just need to know how to put them together. Absolutely. And not everyone's wardrobe is like Maria's, let me tell you. Maria has a very neat wardrobe. So my advice is take it all out. Take the whole lot out on the bed and have a little play around with it and then put it back in the, the normal, nice way that like, you know, Maria would approve of with all the colours and everything else going <laughs> nicely hand in hand. Uh, so, you know, our, our, let's be honest, Maria, it's teenagers who are watching Love Island as much as we don't want to admit that they are. It is teenagers that are watching this, right? So are you hopeful yeah. then that this message of of pre-loved clothing and I'm hoping that they're going to you know talk about it in the actual series as well are you hopeful that they'll pick up this message oh they have to it, there's, there's no doubt that it has to have an impact on them the move to secondhand style is already in line with that demographic the demographic the, the key demographic is 16 to 35 year olds but there yeah. are younger younger people there and research conducted by eBay showed that those aged 18 to 34 have the highest average percentage of second-hand clothes already. Wow, that's 22% great. 22% compared with 12% for the over 55s. So 80, 80% of Gen Z who are under 24 at the moment have recently bought something second-hand. So this is growing. The last two years, if, they've, if, if nothing else has come out, sustainability has become a bigger word than it was before. So a lot of them are tuned into this. It also allows them to do something different from their peers. So they don't all look the same. Yes. They find something unique. Oh my God, they're all looking the same at the moment. They're like little yeah. clones going around in those yeah, cycle shorts and, yeah, and crop tops. We all did that today. We <laughs> all did that. I'm sure we all did that when we were that age because you want to fit in, don't you? You do, you do. But it's also a really nice time where you can start to take risks. The fast fashion people know that habits are formed in your team. So that's where the, that's why they target the teens because if they can get them to keep buying and keep buying they will produce more you know the scene the fashion retail website makes so many clothes you know clothes yeah. that they've made 10 days ago don't exist anymore if they're all sold out if they don't sell they stop making them very quickly and if they keep selling they'll keep making them so the power's in our hands today oh it's yeah. unreal yeah and, and you mentioned you mentioned one that's doing the rounds on memes and everything on social media is the one the Sheen one which I know a lot of teenagers are so like caught up with, with Sheen I have to <laughs> They they really are. Uh, but before we finish, I have to ask you now about another big fashion moment, moving completely away from, well, a, a love of a different kind, Love Island, but love in Italy. Uh, Kourtney Kardashian got married in Italy. Her dress, designed by Dolce Gabbana, very unusual. Wondering what you made of this now. Would you call it a dress? She no. <laughs> <laughs> She's making her views known straight away there. 
<laughs> well, it, it, there's a mixed message there. Is I mean, they, they, there was a huge veil from yes. our head way down the church, which had a huge Macleod and Mary, Mary Macleod in the back of it. So if you're anywhere religious, you could you could really be disturbed by that, or maybe not. But there was a mixed message, and then this, the dress itself was a little mini corset. So mixed messages there, and. I've been speaking to flower experts who said that the red and white flowers are something that aren't traditionally used either because that's significant of blood and bandages. So who knows what that was about? I don't know. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah, I did not know that either. But, um, you know, it's a mixed message, but that's the Kardashians do things for a reason. They do it for a statement. They do it to get attention and they get it. So, you know, it works. It does. And it's great for Dolce Gabbana, I'm sure. I'm sure it's great for their business too. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't wear it. No. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't wear it either, Maria. But it's have you have we seen this, though, now? We might see kind of a, a new sort of um, resurgence maybe in this alternative kind of bridal look because I know celebrities like to do things differently. Like I know Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker, 25 years ago, she wore black to her wedding. Now, that was to do with she didn't want a lot of attention at the time on the actual uh, wedding. I think on her invites, she said something like, you know, inviting people to a party. And it was like, on a Monday night so I think that was to sway paparazzi and intrusion and stuff like that from the press but we do see celebs going for very different kind of wedding dresses don't we? Yes and I love that and I did I wore a brown velvet dress Wow okay and I'm still wearing it because I didn't want to buy something that I knew I would only wear once even and that's 20 years ago so so I, I love the fact that people are doing alternatives. The wedding dress is another construct that came in in the 20s and 30s. You know, it wasn't there before. You just wore your best dress. Wow, I didn't so, realise that. Yeah, so I love the fact that people are doing it differently. And they're also auctioning it off so other people can wear it. So, that, so that's lovely as well. I'm all for doing something differently and doing something that makes you... You know, unique. You. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maria, as always, thank you so, so much for joining us with all of that lovely style advice. And we'll be watching now. We'll actually, myself and yourself, we'll we be watching watch Love, Love Island. Island. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Thanks a million, Maria. You're welcome. Thanks, Thanks so Nate. much. Bye, bye, bye. Maria Macklin, if you want to get in touch with her, she does style consultations. If you'd like to, if you want to sort of, you know, get your style in order, if you're thinking, I don't know what to wear, I don't know what colour suits me, I don't know what shape suits me, Maria is the woman for you. Maria.Macklin at houseofcolour.com. She's on social media as well, unlocking your style on social media. 11 to 1. We'll be picking a winner very shortly for our Black Eyed Peas tickets. Do keep your answers coming in on 086-1800-658. First, it's back to the music. Here's Bagatelle on LMFM's 11 to 1. There's Bagatelle, second violin on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, time for a job search now. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport, and entertainment on LMFM.ie. New Faces Beauty Clinic Dundalk requires a full time or part time experienced beauty therapist. Please send your CV to info at newfaces.ie. G&J Our Joinery Limited requires a joiner with some experience with wood in the Navin area. Please send your CV to info at ourjoinery.com. The Bailey Hotel requires a full-time experienced chef in the Baileyborough County Cavan area. Please apply to info at baileyhotel.com. And don't forget, if you've missed any of those jobs, you can find them in our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. 
Now, very shortly, we'll be joined by Lorraine Cunningham. She's in Navin Citizens Information. We're going to be talking about the back to school allowance. But I have a feeling that you're going to love this next song. Oh, I got a feeling that somebody's going to be very happy. Susan Catlett, not sure whereabouts you are in the northeast, but you are getting our Black Eyed Peas tickets in Galway Pierce Stadium. It was, of course, that song. I've got a feeling. Don't worry, I do have tickets to give away on tomorrow's show. So if you missed out on them, uh, all the details, by the way, uh, it's on the 4th of June in Pierce Stadium in Galway. And that is happening on uh, 4th of June. So ticketmaster.ie for all of your details there. Now, you know, although the kids are on the countdown for the start of summer, us parents are already thinking about September and the cost of school, uh, you know, books, all the rest of it. Uh, so a little bit of help would be nice. Well, Lorraine Cunningham from Citizens Information in Navin is going to be chatting to us all about the back to school clothing and footwear allowance just after these. 11 to 1. The kids might be on the countdown until schools close for the summer, but us parents are already thinking about planning for the next school year. And back to school can be quite expensive for people, but now is the time to get applying for the back to school uh, clothing and footwear allowance. Lorraine Walsh from Navin Citizens Information is on the line with all the information. How are you getting on? I am great. Not too bad on this cloudy day in County Mead. <laughs> it's cloudy. <laughs> I know. Will ever, the sun ever come out? I mean, seriously. I don't know. I, I just don't know. I have a, I, I have four or five different types of coats downstairs waiting to see what I need to wear. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about clothing, though, specifically the back to school clothing and footwear allowance. I mean, I always get baffled that it's this time of the year, isn't it? It's not September that people need to do this. No, it's not September. You need to be thinking ahead. Um, and it's funny, as you say, like where, you know, the kids are delighted to come off school. Uh, but parents really will be thinking about the cost of, of going back. And now is the time to be thinking about the uh, back-to-school clothing and footwear allowance. And look, what I'm going to do is just give a very kind of quick overview um, of this. And then, of course, we have lots of information that people can get to us for. So the scheme is open from the 20th of June this year and it closes on the 30th of September. So it's paid automatically to an awful lot of families. Um, If you're paid automatically, you don't need to apply. okay? And how you know whether you're going to be paid automatically is that you're going to get a letter sent to you by the department uh, around the 20th of June or before that. So what we would say to people is, at the moment, if you haven't got a letter and it's the 21st of June, you need to then make an application. Okay. okay? So that's a really important thing just to remember. Qualifying for for the back-to-school clothing and footwear allowance depends on, as well, the payment you're on, what kind of income you have, so for people maybe getting working family payment, back-to-work family dividend, um, if you're taking part in employment schemes, all of these schemes will also give you um, the opportunity to get the back-to-school clothing and footwear allowance as well. So if you want to be sure whether the piece you're the, the scheme that you're on, um, or if you meet the criteria, pop onto our website, have a look, or indeed give us a call. But let's get back to the main part of this. So your child needs to be aged between 4 and 17 on the 30th of September. If they're aged between 18 and 22, they must be returning to full-time second-level education in a recognised college um, in the autumn of the year that you're applying. So in other words, for this year, they need to be getting back into full-time second-level education. In general, you do need to be getting an increase for a qualified child, or we call that an IQC on your payment. But there are a few exceptions to that, and that could be for something maybe that's on maternity benefits or something like that. 
you may not be getting the uh, qualified child or maybe your spouse is earning too much on the income limit and you don't get it. Uh, but you still can make the application if you fall in under the income limits, which I'll give in a moment. Um, another important uh, thing to remember here is that you cannot claim this allowance for a child who's not resident in the state. Okay, uh, That's a really important thing. And children in foster care, they're not eligible for this payment either because they get a financial support directly from TUSLA um, in relation to the foster care allowance. Okay. So another really important thing, if you've applied for social welfare payment, let's say it's been refused, you have to appeal that decision not to award you the payment. You're waiting on that decision to happen. You should also apply for the back to school uh, clothing and footwear allowance before the scheme closes in the end of September. Okay, so then your application, if it's successful on your appeal for your basic app, uh, social effort payment, your entitlement to this payment then will be decided on thereafter. So it's important if your application's not in, you're not going to kind of get this looked at. The income limits as well, very important that you're aware of the income limits. So there's, I'm not going to go into them just for time purposes today, but um, there's lots of income limits there that you will need to be um, aware of. Things like rent supplement, domiciliary care allowance, they're not included. Half payments not included when they're looking at limits. Right, the important part, how much am I going to be paid for this? So €160 Euros is for children aged between 4 and 11. Children aged between 12 and 22 uh, is €285. Euros. So the dates to remember, 20th of June, closes on the 30th of September. The two payment rates, if you're not sure that you qualify, please, please, please get in touch with us. We'll find out for you or check the website. Yeah, because somebody's asking here, can you get this if you're not on social welfare? So again, you've income limits there that people can go into. You might fall within that income bracket there if you're yeah. not on social welfare. There's total income limits that can be uh, looked at on that. So do give us, you know, get that person to give us a call. That's the best thing I'd say there. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Lorraine, as always, thank you so, so much for joining us with all that information. Not a problem. Thanks a million, Sinead. Thanks a million. You can get in touch with them 0818076150. Okay. 0818076150. That will give you the Dundalk branch. All the other branches you can find, citizensinformation.ie. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much to everybody who contributed. Going to leave you at OREM. Have a great day. We'll chat to you tomorrow. 11 to 1.